0: Welcome to the Dribble Podcast, your weekly fix of all things Perth Wildcats and Aussie basketball, presented by Perth Now. Hello and welcome to the Dribble Podcast, your inside look at all things Perth Wildcats, and I'm pleased to say today we've got not one, but two of the Wildcats WA products in the studio. My name's Chris Robinson from Perth Now in the West, and before I introduce our guest for today, I'll bring in the man alongside me each week. Three-time NBL champ and Perth Wildcats vice captain Greg Hire, welcome back, Greg. I am pumped. It's a special day today. Not only getting one of my closest mates uh, to join
1: us in the show, but yeah, the one and only Long Dog. Oh, that's a nickname, but can't introduce. I'll let you introduce him. But yeah, it's it's an exciting time. He's been calling me every single day, asking me when (laughs) to be on the show. Um, Obviously, we've just been telling. I guess, a couple of stories. Yes, uh, yes, he has been mentioned. Has unfortunate circumstances. We should maybe not be the Dribble podcast. It should be the the Long Dog podcast. (laughs) But I can't wait for him to just maybe embellish a little bit about his faults
0: in life. Yes, indeed. <laughs> and successes. We'll, we'll bring him in now off the top. He's a fan favorite who's returned yeah, to the Wildcats, of course, after a couple of years in Brisbane. Uh, and he has copped a bit of stick, as Greg alluded to there, on the podcast for losing his wedding ring. We'll get to that shortly. But Tom Jervis, thanks so much for uh, joining the podcast and welcome. Thanks for having me. And it was uh, <laughs> it was never
1: lost. I knew where it was the whole time. <laughs> And we forgot about you fluffing on the bench, and you just reminded me as we walked into the into the studio. No, 100 percent wasn't me. <laughs> when, when was this? On the weekend? <laughs> no, no, two weeks ago. I thought we talked about it on the show. Oh right, yes, yes. Actually, no, yes. no, was that on we another? Might have been off air. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> We're PG rated. <laughs> no fluff talk here. Do,
0: with with the ring, Tom, have you learnt your lesson about revealing something that you might have lost in front of the wider group, exposing that information to the boys? Have you taken any learning experience from that?
2: Oh, nothing's off limits with these guys. It's uh, it's pretty cutthroat. Um, so yeah, no, nah, I'll never be telling that again. But I knew where it was the whole time. I knew where it was. So you, you, you need to ask
0: Brett Brett Havercroft about where it might be. No, <laughs> no, nah,
2: nah, I, mean, I might have inquired about it. if anyone had found a ring anywhere but it, like it wasn't lost I knew where I'd left it so you know technically I was all right and I was thankful yeah. <laughs> very thankful Jazz never Marriage had been done 100% again yeah yeah <laughs> yes
0: yes um your lovely partner Jazz and Clementine your daughter live on the east coast living in Queensland how has that been for you being over here them over there you're doing kind of a fly in fly out almost relationship how's it how's it been over here? Uh, it,
2: it's tough but um you know she's uh, extremely supportive. And- uh, I am of her work as well, so it's difficult. But uh, you know, we got friends like Greg and Ains, and, and other families around. And the boys are really tight, so uh, we're we're all good and um, learning our way through it. So it's obviously, you know, it's a bit of a a bit of a weird situation but we just work our way through it day by day and it's a bit of fun.
1: It's common knowledge that Jazz obviously wears the pants and everything in the relationship. Um, If you haven't followed just a little social media plug the Calm Compound Uh, it's Jazzy's uh, business venture. Uh, I'll give you a little story of how caring Tom Jervis is. So I was in America uh, on our NBA trip and uh, Tommy well I was struggling to sleep we'd have had about three hours and two days and the door opened I thought it was just a roommate of mine maybe coming back giving me a muffin just to eat but no it was uh, Tom Jervis that went over my shoulder while I was in bed and just put a little lavender under my nose and, and nuzzled into me and said this will fix you so that's that's Tom that's Tom's business and with Jazzy doing a little bit of uh, what is it? Oils? Oils yeah, yeah oils so, um, but that's yeah. how caring Tom is so it's not not all bad stories yeah, that was one of your yeah. finer moments. I was really appreciative of it. I wasn't expecting to be woken up with, with a rather large human being coming and putting I, like little oils on me. I feel like
0: half your stories from the US have been Tom waking you up with <laughs> lavender, Reese vague waking oh. up going Craig.
1: Mate, what well, on? I
2: slept a lot. I mean, <laughs> I was you... screaming at him go to sleep though, so it was a bit hard <laughs> for him to actually go to sleep. But once I, once I left him alone, I'm pretty sure he got a good rest in. Oh,
0: excellent, excellent. How how has it been coming back to the the Cats, Tommy, a couple of years away, as we said, in Brisbane, to come to a new team that's really an old team, knowing so many of these guys, Damo, Greg, Wags, the coaching staff, obviously... How how much has that helped? Sort of easing back in, knowing what the the culture's like, knowing what the expectations are here. Has that been nice in terms of an adjustment?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, I, I think I've said it multiple times that it's been a really easy adjustment. It's mm-hmm. um, like I never left. Everyone's got the same crappy jokes. Uh, <laughs> Greg's horrible. You, you looked them. at
0: Greg when you said that. Was <laughs> yeah, an yeah, on? no,
2: yeah, didn't mean to actually stare at him then. Uh, <laughs> people yeah, don't know, they're on radio. They that's, can't that's, see what we're looking. Yeah, or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, his <is> camera. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I. Uh, no, nah, It's been really good. Um, you know, Trev's been fantastic in, in welcoming me back in the group as well. And um, my role being defined, it's, you know, like I said, it's like I've never left. It's Everything's exactly the same. And what's expected of you um, from the Wildcats' point of view, it's really easy to kind of adjust to. And I think that's a credit to the club. Um, and I feel like Nick and, and Nordo and guys like Tariqa would have that exact same mm-hmm. opinion that it's been a really smooth transition for everyone that's come back, that's, you know, rotated in through yeah. this year to uh, last year. So it's been good. Great.
0: Greg, what's your favourite thing about having Tom back in uh, in the squad?
1: Oh, I think it's just as general I don't know, just being around his banter. It's You know, we, we lost a couple of, uh, I guess, uh, outgoing personalities. You know, JK mm. who was a close mate of mine was obviously you know, you, you sort of need that when you're around a, a group uh, as much as we are. I mean, we spend five, six hours a day from weights to there. Um, it's You need a little bit, you need a enjoy each other's company or otherwise it starts getting quite uh tyson but tommy's uh that's a a thing that he does really well is is quite refreshing and he's you know as much as we joke around and you know we we are a pretty jovial group but his sense of humor is something that i think off the court is huge for us and then obviously on the court he's one of the more, more selfless guys that i've ever played with it's it's always a joy knowing that he was going to come into the well, obviously Gus was going to start, but you know, knowing that uh, Tommy could always slot back into that Ficeworth if need be, and he's already shown he has ha- had to do that, but. Knowing that he's in that second squad, having a presence where you know he can either score with both hands in the post, but more than likely he's always trying to create for others and get other guys looks is uh is a is a, something rare in a player, and so it's always good to get that. And knowing that as well, I think what's made his transition so seamless is that he plays the right way, and we do say Walkers well, where he plays hard. And I mean, yeah, um, he may be seven foot and, and runs around like a baby giraffe, but the guy <laughs> the the guy gets <laughs> up and down and. Um, you know, for you know, for the weekend, you know, for a guy like Alex Perera and Josh Bruin, and obviously Sean Long this week, and Majok Majok. Yeah. Um. You know, when they see they have got to match up against a guy that's going to run up and down, and give it his all. You know, and I know that they're, they're definitely a bit worried about that.
0: You mentioned Angus Brandt there. Tommy, when you were last here in Perth, you had Nate (laughs) Jawai. Two um, very,
1: rather large men. As
0: a teammate, banging bodies of practice every day, going up against that. What's it like with Angus now? I mean, we saw he had a a monster game on Saturday. 14 points, 20 rebounds, uh, a, a real physical presence down low. What kind of challenge is it going up against someone like that at practice every day?
2: Uh, it's, it's a lot like going up against Nate, but, uh, you know, he is extremely... <laughs> sweaty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, No offence, Nate, if you listen to this. Um, <laughs> but, no, nah, look, Gus is fantastic. He's just like Maddie and Nate um, in terms of what he brings. He's a fantastic player. Obviously, he's a boomer for a reason. Mm. Um, you know, and his ability to pull down rebounds is ridiculous over the weekend. He's capable of doing that night in, night out. Um, but it is, it's like, it's, it's getting hit by him every single day is a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> Greg can attest to mm. that, getting hit by him as well, um, but he's fantastic, you know, and he's, to us, um, you know, what he brings to this team is, is unbelievable, and, and that's, I think, what Greg said before, the contrast of bigs, he's able to just tie them down with, with his tireless work and being able to smash him and then I come in and I just run rings around because that's that's what I do like I'm not saying I run rings around but my whole exactly. game is completely different to, to Gus's in terms of like I'm I'm agile I'm able to get up and down the court really quickly yep. and
0: uh, agile agile
2: <laughs> very agile <laughs> Compared to Gus, yeah, yeah, yeah. in terms of that yeah so um, we bring two different styles to the, to the court and I think it's fantastic and um, for me it sucks because I come out
1: of practice bruised every yeah, day yeah um, but other than that it's uh you know, he's he's awesome. So Who do you it's great. who do you uh, model your game about when you were growing up, Tommy? You know, like obviously there's a guy I mean, you would have been in the heyday of the Ewings and the larger ones. Who did you like looking up to? I mean, you obviously weren't trying to replicate Michael Jordan in the backyard. 100% Michael Jordan. Uh,
2: obviously, the people of Perth haven't got to see my jump shot uh, yet. And I don't think they ever will. Um, no, nah, but I, I mean, I loved Dirk Nowinski growing up. Obviously, I can't shoot threes, and he doesn't post up as much as that. You don't, don't quite have that fadeaway, the nah, one-legged Dirk fadeaway. Nah, nah, definitely. I've, got, I've pretty much got no skills. I don't even want to play No, but look, I I got told uh, when I got to college and he said, if you want to make something of yourself, just run the floor really hard. Uh, Other bigs can't do it. You've got that body type to be able to do it. You're never going to put down, you know, 20-30 20-30 kilos to be one of those down low guys that really mm-hmm. smashed like the Nate the and the, yeah. and the uh, you know Angus Brandt so he's like you've got to think of another way to try and beat him and that was running and, and trying to rebound and just getting out, in and out of picks really quickly so it wasn't really anyone in the league because I'm not athletic because I can't dunk so I can't say someone like <laughs> I guess the Murray Stottermore at the five mm. um, but yeah I just got told Sean just, Bradley yeah Sean, Bra- <laughs> Sean Bradley there you go baby giraffe <laughs> learning how to get
0: dunked on and fall over that's uh, Uh, That's what I do well. (laughs) Excellent. How did you, um, you've played Brisbane a couple of times now. Has there been any sort of banter, verbals on the court, off the court with some of your old teammates in those clashes or deadly silent? Deadly silent. Do you talk on the court at all or no?
2: No, I'm not a big talker. Greg is. Greg talks. Oh, Greg I'm not a talker. The the bit. Well, well Greg
0: was champion of the refs on Saturday. Oh, he, he had a was. nice little stare down at one mm. of the refs after I'll, I'll either this. a call that you didn't get or... Oh, it was a few goals. He was but, so uh, angry. No, <laughs> so angry. Just, just had a nice little stare down that um, I picked no, up it was watching the
1: It was after an offensive board. And so, like, I... I attack that's, all, that's my job if you talk about job description like if there's a scouting report this guy crashes at the rebound every, yeah. single, like every but what, single but session. what
0: was the call you got called for no, a out or you didn't get no, a call no I didn't get a call okay. so I think
1: it was like that but I literally had like an arm around stadium. my shoulder yeah I, I had my angry pants on it was 12 o'clock it's around midday nap time <laughs> it's I'm early. a dad it's with early. two kids you don't experience that, Tom, because your daughter's not here. So you get nine hours sleep every day. Hey, Thank man, you a lot. Up, <laughs> <haven't> you? <laughs> so yeah, uh, that was it. But no, nah, it's all it's all good. From Mark Allen, if you're listening, give me a fair.
0: <laughs> <laughs> does, does he have your game this week? Do you
1: know? I don't know. Well, oh, okay. after bloody homicide hasn't let the referees like ah, yeah. b- about the last Casper Ware call. I mean, I'm surprised ah, yeah. they won't have a whole panel of NBL refs. But that's another story. We try and keep this a homicide yeah. free zone on the podcast.
0: <laughs> um, on a serious note, from what happened to you guys on Brisbane mm-hmm. uh, in Brisbane last Thursday night, Greg. Excuse me, give me up 100 points. Uh, I think they shot 53% from the field and from three as well. Yeah. Um, for what you guys stand for is, you know, your defensive identity, a bit of a slap in the face for yeah, you. For How sure. were you able to respond? What did you sort of adjust? How did you overcome that performance 40 hours earlier yeah. to, to shut down Melbourne? Yeah, I think
1: – I mean, and that's the thing. You never doubt – the guys that were recruited, obviously, like Mitch and, and Nick mm-hmm. and, and even Tariko, and obviously bringing back Tommy, like these guys are – one high character guy so they can respond to I guess being held accountable and so yeah obviously you know you have a video session and we had such a quick turnaround um, that you had to sort of digest it Yep, we're going to make those movements uh, so make those changes and then the next day get ready for Melbourne like straight away so um, yeah I mean it's I think it was what thirty-four points or thirty-six points they scored in the first quarter. You're not going to win too many. Games. I think they were shooting maybe. I think uh, Nelly told told me at one point maybe they were eighty-two percent. They missed yeah. a, a three and two twos, it which was is ridiculous. Like fifteen for eighteen yeah. or something in the first
0: quarter, something. Yeah. Ridiculous. So.
1: Yeah. Um, You could be, and that was a thing. Like I was like, yeah, we're scoring at will, but defensively, if you're that poor, um, and that's our identity. I mean, we can go back to it, and it might be boring basketball, but um, it gets the job done, and that's what we saw, you know. And um, yeah, to to Brisbane's credit, I think they just worked a lot harder than us, and sort of had that um, aggressive mindset. We saw that a guy like Adam Gibson straight away, as soon as he got on the court, was was shooting threes, and Mm -hmm. um, Tarangi, I thought, was really was exceptional Mm -hmm. off the bench. But yeah. um, I mean, um, for us, you've got a lot of guys that take a lot of pride and in, in getting their butts kicked, and I think yeah, you saw that. Dama obviously had a mindset, uh, and uh, and we I guess we had one of our better calls this uh, this off season. It's been said a lot, but when we lost to. Um to Utah by a, a lot. Um, we sort of were going through the group and sort of just had a couple of things. That, you know, this is things that we can learn from. But we had lost a, a couple of pre-season games and they're never alarming. But Bryce sort of said it and he's... Um, he's like Jesse when they say stuff like it's a world of wisdom because yep. it's not not rare but it's yeah it's not like a, as high as other players that they speak up so yeah he's a very smart man just like he's good in everything in life <laughs> but he basically said like the things that we, we we said when we lost to New Zealand the first game of the blitz you know defence over whatever second game third game but we can't lose in the same way and so that was I think when we've, we've been reverting back to it yeah like don't do the same thing twice and um, we saw that against Melbourne. We wanted to sort of change that whether it was scouting and I think guys really bought into to the game plan and um yeah, Trev's always pretty honest with that. If you if we lose and we follow the game plan, well then it's on him and he'll you know cop it on the chin. But if we lose and we don't follow the game plan, well then he can't really you know we, we can't really say oh well, who's right or wrong. So mm. yeah, I thought we did a really good job on scout. I mean there was some exceptional displays. I think Goulding before he got hurt was you know that was some tough shots. Like that's just a oh, quality yeah. guy yeah. that you know you know Damon and Clint just had shots right in their face. You can't do much more. Like that's just pure basketball talent Casper obviously hit some tough looks as well and yeah fortunately
0: for us we made some massive plays down, down the stretch so did, I'll ask Tommy, did did Trev fire up after that loss on Thursday, or does he sort of recognise that you guys have got a bit of a veteran group, you can recognise that yourself? How, does he, how did he sort of handle it?
2: Yeah, I mean, obviously he was upset with the result, yep. but, um, you know, the understanding of the fact that we've got to play, in, you know, on Saturday. So he was pretty quick to flush it, and we got through film, like Greg said, pretty quickly. Um, obviously he was upset during that, um, and, you know, it was just the small things, and so we made a good, like Greg said, we made a really good um, conscious effort to work on our scout and what we needed to be done, and everyone focused straight on Melbourne as soon as that came. I think that's why we we played so well down the stretch and came up with those big plays. And you, you know, you look at guys like Clint, you know, diving on the floor. I think it was in the third quarter yeah. or the fourth quarter, and like getting us an extra possession, mm. um, things like that. You know, that's that's what we needed to do in Brisbane and didn't do. So we made sure we brought that to the table. I think it was pretty impressive. For
1: sure. And it shows how close the league is. And, and you know, obviously some teams have, have bookmarked Brisbane. It shows how quick a game can change as well. I think heading into the half-time, we had a pretty good lead and we made a couple of sort of silly decisions. And, you know, next thing you know, what turns into a six-point lead goes into a one-point or whatever it is, and then they follow with momentum. And that's... Mm-hmm. From a standpoint of a game, you, that's when you really need to consolidate. Because um, I've always said, you know, if you give a team hope, it, it's incredible what they can do, especially on a home court. And that's what they got caught, caught a light, and you know, things got rolling. Rolling. Where I, I thought, you know, if we could have gone into halftime with a, you know, maybe six to ten point lead and really gutted it out, could be a different story. But mm. Who
0: cares? The, um we'll the, play him the, <laughs> the challenges keep on coming for you guys with New Zealand this mm. week. They're 2-2. Two and two. They've shown some good signs, including a, a, a smackdown of Adelaide um, on the weekend on their home court. Um, they've had a bit more turnover than in recent years, mm. where we've seen them as just about as stable as Perth has been. Uh, Mickie Vukona's left. Alex Pledger's left but still plenty of familiar faces there. Abercrombie, um Shail is still there. Corey Webster's a sort of familiar yeah. face. And then Finn Delaney as well, stepping yeah. up with 27 points in 21 minutes uh, against Adelaide. What have you made of the breakers, Greg?
1: Yeah, I think, um, yeah, rightfully so. It's a bit weird um, when you mention New Zealand and Mick is not involved. That's definitely guy. Bizarre, but bizarre. But I mean, they've obviously had a brand new overhaul, new ownership group, and they, they've definitely changed the style of play. I mean, they've always been a little bit Aggressive, but um, if you could compare them to another team it's sort of Adelaide they're trying to get up and transition and you knew that with Braswell being a coach and a, and a point guard slashing shooting guard they're going to run a lot of on balls mm-hmm. and have a bit of a focus in that regard and transition and that's exactly what they do run an incredible amount of uh, pick and rolls and step ups and all that sort of stuff and a guy like Webster who is yeah, I guess a guy like Goulding that once they get going I was joking around with the guys but it's a serious thing is once he's got his eye in I, I regard him as one of the top three uh, yeah, guys in the league in terms of scoring um, and their ability once to, they're a lot because um, he hits some tough shots got a great step back good hesitation and he's got that mid-range game as well when, it, when, he, when he's on fire so yeah, it will be a very, very challenging ask. I mean, Tommy's got a, a pretty potent matchup going against uh, Long, um, who, who's super athletic. I mm. think he, you know, he's averaging four and a half O boards a game, which is which is a pretty staggering number when you when you look at it. So, yeah, it's it's a different, yeah, it's a bit a bit weird. But yeah, as you said, they're still. I think that's the beauty of it. When you look at those clubs like New Zealand, they've obviously still got Abercrombie in there. And culture is is truly entrenched. So, um, yeah, they've still they're still playing well.
0: How do you and Gus approach it, uh, Tommy? As Greg said, they like to run a little bit more. They're probably a, a fraction smaller than, you know, they don't have a, a Pledger or a Nate or a Matt Hodgson um, with Long and, and probably Ty Wesley at the four. How do you guys approach it when they want to play a little bit quicker? Do you look to to use your advantage um, in the post as well at the other end?
2: Yeah, I think especially with Gus, um, we, you know, we need to make him a bit of a focal point because mm-hmm. he's really hard to deal with down there. Um, so for us, it's making sure we're doing the right thing and getting back on defense and clogging up the lanes because they set a lot of pick and rolls. Their guards are going to the ring. And uh, Long uh, is extremely good about getting to the ring with the rolls. So we've got to make sure we're engaged in the pick and rolls and then obviously worrying about him as well because yeah, he can jump out of the gym. Um, in preseason, I think he had 12 offensive rebounds against us, something like that. Um, so yeah, it's going to be a difficult matchup for us, especially Ty Wesley, who's he's fantastic yep. um, crafty very mm. crafty you know uh, everyone knows what he's going to do but he's still able to do it he's like
0: Jesse Wagstaff, he's like their Jesse 100% so
2: yeah I mean we just got to make sure we're switched on and, and helping the guards out as much as possible because I mean that's where the bees get their points off is getting their guards open and then us over helping so if we're switched on with that making sure we're getting back and stopping that run
0: and a gun game for them we'll be alright um, a couple of quick points I wanted to touch on from around the league the first one Alex Pledger I just mentioned there during the week, during the lead-up to the um, the Melbourne game last week, he was quoted as saying, "Wildcats fans can be a little bit feral at times." I you don't know why anyone ever puts themselves in that position to say that. Why, look. What what advantage does it have to say that? Is it is it harsh or is it a bit of a badge of honour for the Red Army saying, no, hey, you it. guys are raucous, you guys yeah. are loud? Well, if it impacts you that way that you want to say it in media, then I think it's a badge of honour. And That's <laughs> Isn't that all you want as a crowd is to be able to have yeah, some of sort course. of bearing on the result? Yeah, no doubt. So I, I felt like it was almost a positive for you guys. Yeah,
1: in a heartbeat, but... I mean, yeah, Illawarra's fans are the best fans in the world. Like they're the nicest group. No, like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, if that you're... guy who poured beer. On... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. Was it he beer on? Okay, Yeah, right.
0: uh, yeah, the
1: Marcus uh, Thornton. Marcus
0: Thornton. Yeah, was but... yeah, the...
1: yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. You're exactly right. If The crowd is is uh, making you think about it. On a media question, well then, uh, think the job well done by mm. by a loyal fan base. And then
0: then the other question I had um, was about the NBL's Sort of refereeing report that they put yeah. out now where they came out and said that the Mitch Norton charge call um, on Casper Weir with a second left in the first overtime, I think, was incorrect. What do you guys do you guys d- discuss that around the club? Do you does it phase you? Do you like the transparency? Obviously, you wouldn't have liked the result of that call, yeah. well, the original well, result. But do, go ahead, Tom. I'll let you take this. Do you discuss gonna, it I'm or do you go. ignore
2: it or do you laugh? Like, what do you how do you handle it? I mean, I don't think we even spoke about it okay. today, nah. um, but. I mean at the same time like I understand what they're doing by doing those reviews but I mean you get told during the game like you know I may have missed that one or I got that one wrong when? type thing when has anyone said that <laughs> it's happened <laughs> <laughs> it's happened but I, I mean I understand what the NBL is trying to do by doing it uh, I think it's a good initiative but I mean uh, at the same time showing things like that as well is kind of you know it gives everyone firepower and kind of mm. saying, Well, you know, well why went, why wasn't it called correctly during the game and, and things like that, which puts a lot of extra pressure on the referees. So Yeah.
1: Can the NBA review decisions like that in the last couple of minutes? The NBA No. no oh right. can they like can they review a foul call? I don't I don't think you can review a foul call. No. It's it's all
2: out of bounds in times and scores. Yeah, I don't yeah. think you can do subjective foul see, calls.
1: Yeah, see, and this is the thing, like I honestly I I think it's great. I think it's good that they, they they provide that feedback, that the same feedback that they're giving to to referees, but in the context of a game, like ha, ha, like it would be interesting to see. I know because the NBA do it where they, I think they have to give have detail, a detailed two, two minutes, minutes report, right? Yeah, yep. um, but there's been instances all the time, like refs makes make mistakes, like you know all circumstances, like people. You know, like being crying foul about that possession, and this is everyone's gonna think, oh, well, it's Greg Hire, he's biased because he's a Perth walker player. But to be honest, like I was even asked after the game, like, oh, was that a blocking foul? And I was utmost just from my angle, like I was like, no, nah, it was a heck of a play. Like I thought it was a charge, and then once it was slowed down, and then like obviously the the footage, I was like, yeah, okay, fair enough. Like it was a blocking call, but the way it was, but. I mean, then, yeah, you look at it and go, yes, context, yes, Casper hits that shot. But there is there's multiple calls throughout the game. I'm not saying the refs do a poor job. I think they do a fantastic job. But what I'm saying is there's co- yeah, many yeah, times in the game... game it's yeah, natural that, but, to focus
0: on correct. the one in the last second. Yeah, but you know, but like, right.
1: if they want to go, there was a bumping call where Tariko got pushed off a pick and roll that fouls out David Barlow, who then hits a three later in the game. Like, there's context, like, you can't go, that is the, the ultimate decision. But, I mean, I understand what the refs are trying to do and give that conjecture, but... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I you think
2: know. the problem is is that people take it as like, well, we should have won the game, then, but mm. like you know, it, it's what happened, what they saw yeah. during the, it's real time, what yeah, they're calling and off, and that's the hard thing. When they slow it down, it's obvious. You're like, well, oh, that's yeah. that's that's a block type thing, or and,
1: know, I, and I and I want to get, bring it back and give it a little bit, like when you slow down, things completely change. Like I think when you watch a review of a game, it's the worst <laughs> thing because like you might be on, oh, I played a pretty good game, and then once you see a review, you're like. What was I even doing like or oh, I was moving so slow when I think I'm moving fast. But to give you some perspective, when I went to tribunal a couple of years against Cairns, I remembered like and Tom might talk to me about Tribunals last year, but I got brought up and they said, oh, what were you thinking know, oh, the swing arm motion? And like, what were you thinking in that moment? I said, well, it's a flex cut in our offense. I need to get from point A to point B. If not, I'm getting subbed out. Trev is going to yell at me. I need to get there. Okay. So, you know, go through swing arm motion, you know, go through again. He stops the clip. Um, this is a, the lawyer. And I'm like, what are you thinking? I'm like, I'm thinking I'm going from point A to point B, yeah. point two again. I'm, we, I'm
0: thinking the same thing as I was yeah, half a second exactly. ago because we I haven't for, had time to mate, think we went else. through 10 minutes of footage,
1: yeah. like going through that, and then it was one second of real time. And that was, I said, mate, I'm not trying to be smart here, but in terms of real time thinking, that's my way of thinking. And mm. we went through 10. So when you slow everything down, it's a, pretty tough. So to, to ask a, a ref in that situation when everything of aside, yeah, it's tough to ask and you know, I thought they did a great job refereeing and I mean, I'm not trying to get calls, but I thought they did an incredible effort just to have that one tough, you know, it's a 50-50 play if need be and yeah, I don't think there were too many people went, even biased, going, yeah, I could understand why it was a charge you
0: know, um, but yeah, yeah Um Switching gears to a, a bit of a lighter subject with the backdoor cut, I want to know what either of you thought about Chris Golding, I don't know if you saw it live or saw the footage, but Sort of halfway through the first quarter, he spits on his hands. Yeah. Have you guys seen this? Yeah, I don't know if you saw this. He yeah. spits on his hands. He rubs I was them told together about my, from my mother-in-law, and then he uses the saliva to slick back his hair. I don't know if he's trying to sort of grip his fingers or if he's just trying to slick yeah. his hair. Have you guys seen this before? And, and what? Is your reaction to this interesting, yeah, manoeuvre?
1: Um, well, I mean, I can understand being a fellow top-notch sort of guy back in the day. Okay. I never used that tactic, um, but I mean, I can appreciate it. But yeah, it's from a hygienic standpoint. I, it's, I don't think it's acceptable. Um, <laughs> but each to your own. Um, but no, there's. I think Rhys Carter, who's now the manager of. Uh, Melbourne United who used to play for the Wildcats I think he used to lick his fingers all the time and to me that was actually a little bit disturbing because like you're always wiping your shoes you can imagine how the basketball like where that's on the floor can you imagine how many people's Feet mm. and shoes There's have gone on of the floor, yeah. and like he was always doing, it and it was I think he got to a point of like an OCD sort of thing, but it's a habit. Yeah, yeah. of course, but yeah, I, don't know. I mean, I, did, I didn't notice it in the game, but I saw, golding. I saw the tweet after
2: about it, yeah, and I was, yeah, nah. I thought it was a bit odd but I mean it's it? their own. And he's a very
1: good player so yeah, I was going to say I might start spinning in my hand and slicking it through my Whatever head and start dropping some do- threes
0: Tommy do you have anything Greg was saying uh, last week or the week before that he likes to you know, be the last guy putting his shot up before you when you guys are in the warm stuff do you have any sort of superstitions of your own anything that you do out on the floor that you have to do each game or are you just I too used, much thinking I used to have a horrible one and which discuss is, which is what we do on
1: the shows mate yeah, yeah which, which th- is my, a pre, my pre- is space. Yeah, pre-game yeah, meal my yeah. pre-game.
2: so like I'm, I'm, I'm a healthy eater I am usually okay Yes, but my pre-game meal used to consist of mixed Chinese
1: food <laughs> like from the food hall. <laughs> from the like. food hall, yeah <laughs> how, in, how long are we Wembley. talking before the
0: game here <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is the Wembley food court is a good food court fantastic absolutely amazing yeah this is
2: obviously why I did it and a foot we want to sponsor our show
1: yeah
0: so a foot Long sub end.
2: Yeah, I didn't so know it was a foot long sub. I thought it was just dirty Chinese. No, no, and a long sub. Yeah. Wow. yeah, it makes it even worse, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> but this was this was my three, well, two of my years, before, uh, my last two years of the Cats. Okay, and that's what I used to have, and I had to have it every game. But I wouldn't eat throughout the day. So like I can't have breakfast because it got me sick. and like, I couldn't have anything like before so the game. So this is like a late, so this lunch is this is breakfast, lunch, and my pre-game everything. all in one. And that that is until Brett, our, our manager, who's fantastic, started making us pasta because I yeah. think he got pretty disgusted it about the way I. Well, well, no, it was
0: probably an intervention at that point. He's like, the, oh, "I've got to make you something." Yeah, the
1: nutritionist. Yeah, I was had more the than discussion easy, yeah. and said like, well, And you're like, "Yeah, but it prepares me for games." Yeah, so. yeah it was my tr- it was my trigger food. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it, it assisted with a, a pre game nap because hey, the amount of MSG. All I'm saying is, so, we, we won championship of it, so you know. There's an issue we're talking about pre-game naps, and another thing. Jesse Wagstaff has been my roommate for the last two road trips, mm-hmm. and he likes to have naps, but he doesn't like to close the curtains. Yeah, that's no, not wrong a, with it. <laughs> how,
0: how does he get to sleep
1: I don't. He, I've had to compromise, but it's like half a curtain, like, and it seriously bothers me. Like,
0: it's, it's not, it's not right. So, <laughs> so not only is he not He's. It's not just like he's not phased in having the curtains open or closed. He actually wants them to be open. Correct. That
1: I, helps him sleep. So I, I rushed back to the room quicker than, than him and closed the curtains thinking like he wouldn't notice and I was already pretending to be asleep thinking oh like yeah. he won't wake me up and then I just heard him open and I was like, hey, is this a joke? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Seriously, mate. Like I'm trying to get ready for a game as well. How bizarre! Yeah. Um good I'll, song. I'll get into a great song. I'll get into a couple of the Twitter questions before we start oh, getting wait, out of here. I don't pregame Do, that okay. way
2: anymore. Just, just okay. so everyone knows. Okay, that's good. the no, yeah, Wembley Food I Court, want to give? Oh a yeah, well, I'll start again if they want it. Yeah,
0: <laughs> they could be your player sponsor for for the year. The Wembley Food Court checking in. Tom Gibbs. I'm cheap. Um, <laughs> um, Steve 17 from Twitter wants to know. This is for Tommy. Love having you back, Tommy. Just wish the refs would let you play without. This is more ref bashing. Just wish we the refs would let you play without putting you in foul trouble. Are there any things you can do to tinker your game to avoid it? Yeah, uh, not play defense. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, nah, look, I'm, yeah, I
2: don't know. It's a bit of a rough subject for me because okay. I seem to be found, finding myself in a bit of uh, foul trouble as of late. Um, last couple of years of my career, it's turned the corner. Um, so it's just not putting myself in those silly situations. You know, some of them are 50-50 calls that mm-hmm. they seem to be blowing the whistle on me, which, you know it may not be happening in other games but you know it seems to just every game that i'm in they're they're kind of harping on it um so i've got to be smarter in the way i'm doing it i mean they're calling it because it's a foul so i'm not Mm -hmm. going to change their mind so i need to be smart about what i'm Mm -hmm. doing and it's an unfortunate thing i'd love to be playing more minutes uh because i'm not being in foul trouble yeah but um you know i just gotta i think i just gotta take some on the chin sometimes and you know the reality of it is is that i'm not going to be playing you know 40 minutes a game or 30 minutes a game so i need to be smart about how i'm using my fouls at the same time as well to make sure i'm giving Gus the breaks that he needs so yep. he can can play at the level he needs to for us to win games so i need to be a lot smarter about what i'm doing there and Fingers crossed. You know, I love I referees. That's
1: a political... I love referees. As best as you can get, <laughs> mate. Maybe
2: It may not look like I'm maybe. on the court and I'm screwing my head off, it, <laughs> but I, I do. Yeah. I'm now, just trying to have a conversation. Now that you've
1: said I was having a bit of a whinge at the rest, I'm going to have to change my antics too. I don't know. I was getting noticed. so My wife is always disappointed when yeah. she says like she's... like, Oh, Jazz. Oh. Jazz gets on me. <laughs> yeah. Happen.
0: Ah, well. Whatever. Um, this one from Chantel Tom. would love to know what Bryce Cotton said after the on-fire emoji dunk during the second overtime, the, the, the steal on Mitch McCarron and the dunk. She said, I saw a lot of what's-ups, which we discussed on the yeah. podcast last year. Remember, Bryce was like, yeah. what's up? But what did Bryce say first? Do you guys have any no, idea? Or was it just it a so lot no. of what's-ups? Yeah, I
1: think it was like that. Yeah, nah. It was
0: more emotion than we typically see from... I mean, it was a massive play, and it yeah. effectively, well, set up the win. Yeah, exactly right. But it was, he was, he was amped. No,
1: nah, that's, that's maybe the most emotional I have, seen him like... Like, I mean, obviously, the Brisbane game when he scored on Tom's team um, to win it. Like, that was obviously really good. But, Come on, man. Um, But, no, that was pretty good by him. He, he's usually... I, I love seeing Bryce a bit animated. Yeah. But I've, yeah, I was trying to... On the sideline, too, I saw him yelling, and I, I was the same. I sort of just said, what's up? and I would have said the roof, but,
0: yeah, it's all good. <laughs> Stop it. Uh, um, and this one from Taryn. We've been waiting a very long time to see a Greg dunk in-game. Mm any chance that big fella TJ could lob one up there mm. or block a path so for an won't easy won't. open dunk please he might be jumping on my back more than, mm. <laughs> more than
2: him, me lobbing something up for him did, it, did mm. a step ladder action for mm. you Tommy there'd it, have to be a lot of uh, I think it's, it's a Stephen Bradby everyone falls <laughs> over and, and then he gets, a, he gets a clear path I think or well, dead
1: cockroaches I wish I could say something Let... to disagree with you but it definitely is the case <laughs> the only lobbing maybe be at the free throw line on the one about that yeah I was going to say he dunks it every game
0: well off, off of free through throw, we give given a lot of space in mm. warm-ups. Let me ask you this, Greg. We yeah. just talked about that Bryce breakaway dunk yeah. that effectively won you guys the game. If that's you... Not happening. ...who steals <laughs> the ball from Mitch McCarron, you've got the open half court, yeah. you're about to put your team up five with 50 seconds to go, do you have the confidence to go no up way. and rise for that poster dunk, that highlight play, or are you just softly yeah, finger-rolling it in definitely there?
1: softly. There is no chance. I'm yeah, I, one... If I was to be in a breakaway situation, I'm definitely getting chased down. Um, not
0: fast enough. No, you're in the, this hypothetical. You're completely in the open court. This yeah. could be a signature career breakaway dunk to win the game.
2: Everyone doesn't know you have the ball in the other end of the court. We're yeah. all still playing defense. And If
1: I can give myself enough time to set myself up, like, yeah, definitely. If I'm on the left side of the court, right side, no chance. You're spriting yourself. No, I definitely am. (laughs) I'm exerting way too much energy trying to get that ball, and then there's no way. I mean, you'll get too emotional, and you'll you'll go to jump, and then you'll just yeah, I'll fluff it it hard. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, I'm definitely not.
0: I I need like if you you had enough time, you could try it and then get get the rebound to pad your rebound, your O rebounding stats, and then like I
1: need it where like a curl cut like so I can just come off like just where I dunked in training like that's all I need just if the the core could separate like the the sea whatever that little part far, like the sea yeah. part like the sea yeah. and then uh, and then yeah give me give me a chance I wouldn't mind that maybe yeah. like I'm testing this in practice tomorrow Mate, have you seen the dunk last year at training? Well, no. Cause you I was going to ask, Tom, you. have
0: you seen the... Fo- did you guys have footage of the... We did have footage. Have you seen yeah, the footage of the Greg dunk point. from training last year? I'm happy no, to show I you. I don't I'm happy to,
1: I'll, I will show you. I again. want to see it before I believe I it.
0: it. I thought Greg carried a copy with him at all times just on DVD <laughs> disc. Uh, it it just is. Just waiting mate, in the car outside. It,
1: if this was live uh, TV, <laughs> I would be showing it on the screen. I'll see you tomorrow then. Mate, I do enough deep squats that all I needed to do is work off a curl cut. I don't have fast twitch. Fibers. Oh, it's slow twitch, so I just needed to set myself up, do a deep squat, dunk. <laughs> if I start running, that's when I exert too much energy. My mind starts racing. Nah, I'm like a like a lucky Labrador chasing. You know, I get too excited. I just need to keep it in a short burst. That's what I need, Taren.
0: Help me out. Excellent. <laughs> Thanks for the question, Taryn. And and to um, we'll get to a few more Twitter questions in the coming weeks, the ones that we haven't got to. At CJK Robinson is my Twitter handle if you want to hear us Oh, so. hello. Um, Have yourself a little I'm, fuck. No, I'm head. just thinking sometimes I don't followers, like it. So I might, does anyone want to? And also followers. Yeah, is nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, crystal ball time before we get out of here. A prediction for the week. I don't often pump myself up yeah, except for yeah, about 20 seconds ago when I gave out my Twitter thing. I predicted last week that we get yeah, overtime in the Perth-Melbourne game. He did, and cool. that's exactly what we got to time. So yeah, that's good. Good. Yeah, I'll take it. It's yeah. a rare win, so I'll take it. Greg, you predicted two double doubles for Nick Kay, which he got one. One right, yeah. Yeah, fourteen and twelve against yeah. Melbourne. That's it. Um, he had six and nine against Brisbane, so he was yeah, kind of losing the standard. conversation. Go <laughs> <Come> on, Nick. <laughs> in the shootout, um, my crystal ball for this week. I think you're going to see some. Some perceptive Perth Wildcats fans, very smart, very knowledgeable fan base. Mm. I think you might hear some boos for Corey Webster from the fans who can remember that you guys signed Corey Webster. Yep. About eighteen months ago, he was undefeated while he was here. <laughs> only for him to backtrack on that and uh, pick up a deal in where wherever it was, Europe or Turkey or wherever it was. After that, I think you might see just a couple of little boos ring out, and you'll sort of turn around the crowd and go, "Oh, those Wildcats fans are going." I don't understand why
1: they would. I love Corey. Ne- neither think do he's, I. he's a great player, but Corey stays, we don't get Bryce Cotton. There you go. These are the sliding doors. I'd be giving doors. a standing ovation. These are the sliding
0: doors moments. Yeah, you you Bryce st-
1: Cotton, and you might get Tom Jervis back. And there you go. You're welcome. I don't know what to speak. <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, I think you hear some smatterings. Uh, Greg, fair. do you have a crystal ball for us this week?
1: Uh, I will um, put a crystal ball um, one that... If people have a, a closer look, there'll be a, a very unique handshape between me and Reese Vague. So oh, there you go. I started. Okay. In the warm Because no, I asked last week. Before the intros, before the game. Yeah, I said, look out for something new. Like I said, oh, no. You, you did you say that. Like start? I had a rare miss at the game on mm. Saturday, so I didn't keep an go. eye at myself. You just got, looked at me being upset. That's okay. But nah. So I'm going to put a crystal. So you that's and a, Reese. That's a, a straight on projection, 100%. If okay. you could
0: put something on it, you could. Okay. It's done. A, it's it's not really in the spirit of the crystal ball if you go out and actually do it, but I'll, I'll pay it. <laughs> okay. Tommy, have you got a prediction you, for us? He's going to wear next... two shoes during the game. <laughs> <laughs> for the next week, what do you, what do you got for us? Uh, I got uh,
2: Greg Hyatt actually giving a ref a thumbs up. Oh. I appreciate <laughs> it. <him before. laughs>
0: Bit of positive feedback. <laughs> All okay, right. Like well, it. crystal like ball, it.
1: Tom will yeah. not get angry at the ref. There you go. Yeah. You have to make it for sure it works. You cannot get angry. I'm not, mate. No, don't complain. I'm not getting angry. <laughs> Relax.
0: That's fine. No, I'm right. Just relax.
1: You won't get... Just, a, you
0: won't. <laughs> oh, just, right. So I can, just just be careful that it's not one of those like sarcastic, clapping, thumbs up yeah, that no, gets no. teed up for it. Yeah. No, you can't be You'll doing definitely that. Definitely be trying
1: to get a call. Hundred percent. I can't wait for this. <laughs> all right. It's gonna be such a condescending one too. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, yep. Yeah, all right. Teed up for sure. Give <laughs> me a thumbs up. All right. I was listening to the podcast. I know exactly what you're trying to do.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, we got plenty to keep an eye on uh, for Saturday's gaming. New Zealand, we got to get out of here. Tommy, thanks heaps for joining the podcast. Been a pleasure, and best of luck for Saturday. Thanks very much for having me. Any time, you know,
2: I'll take Greg's spot if you want. <laughs> oh, come on, mate. we'll see. We'll free, see free how Greg week. goes in future weeks.
0: <laughs> Greg, thanks always. Thanks, best Robert. of luck. It. And to our listeners, stay tuned to Perth Now in the West, and we'll chat to you next time. The Dribble Podcast is brought to you by Perth Now, your home of sporting action from home and abroad.